Hi, Kerry here with Best of Us Investors. Uh, I'm probably not the first to tell you, but we're in a bear market, really have been in that bear market since the end of November last year, and the market is going down further. By the end of this video, I'll tell you exactly where I think the S&P and the, and the NASDAQ are going to end up sometime in March, probably, of 2023. But I think it's important also to recognize what a bear market is and how you can predict what the bear market is going to do. And when these bear market rallies come, how you can make some money by basically selling high and buying low. And so it's not something to go crazy about, but it's another one of those things that it's happened before, so let's learn from the history. Let's look for the telltale marks that'll give us some direction as to how to make best use of a bear market. Does that make sense? I hope so. I, this is not financial advice. This is financial education. This is the sum total of what Kerry's learned in his 77 years and probably 50 of them being involved in one way or the other in the stock market. And then having, having experienced a tornado before, because that's what you're in. You're in a tornado. You're in a position where you can't control what is happening, and some bad things are going to happen. But if you learn from the past tornadoes you've been in, and you say, wait a second, I've only been in this stock market for the last 10 years, and it's just been up, except for that little blip we called the, the, um, the coronavirus, uh, I don't know what. Well, that's why I'm here, okay? That's why I do these videos. I've experienced it. I understand it. I can look at a, a chart and say, that's what happened. That's what's going to happen again. What do I know that is going to happen in the future, and how can I learn from it? This is not financial advice. This is financial ed education. And if you would like to be educated, subscribe. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, I follow most closely the QQQs, and that's because I'm an aggressive investor. I really am investing for my grandchildren and my children. Uh, the, the QQQs are down 51%, um, and, and I suspect they're going to be down, um, when it's all over, somewhere between 72 and 87%, and it's going to be uh, somewhere in March of 2023 when that happens. Uh, while these markets are going down, though, I think there, it's, re re it's important to recognize you're going to have some bear market rallies. I would say we've had two of them uh, since the high of November. One of them occurred between March the 14th and the 28th. That's a two-week period. Uh, and it went up 17% in that period. So if you had been astute, and recognized a bear market rally as a bear market rally, and you timed it properly, you could have made 17% on your money in 14 days. That's a little over a percent a day. Then between May 16th and June 13th, we had another bear market rally. Not as strong as the, 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 the March one, but it was up 12%. Those are rallies. If I then look at, at past 
uh, bear markets, crashes, the subprime crisis, and the dot-com uh, crisis, I can learn from there that there's probably going to be two or three more bear, bear market rallies. And I think one of them is actually happening right now. And, uh, it, and the market will go up. And I want to show you from my trading views charts how you can identify those rallies, those bear market rallies from the subprime and the dot-com and how you can learn from it. And then we'll talk a little bit about what we know is going to happen and when we think these bear market rallies will happen in the future. So you can write it down on your calendar and say, is Kerry right or is he wrong? And if he's right and what I tell you is going to happen happens, you then know what to do. That's financial education. And I'm looking at the subprime crisis and I can see that it dropped, the, the QQQs dropped uh, roughly 53% in uh, roughly 16 months. But what we need to look at is the bear market rallies. As you can see, we had a drop here, and it uh, at that point, it had dropped uh, about 12% and then rallied. Then it dropped... Uh, from its peak, 25%, and you had another rally. So that's two. Then it dropped again, and you had a third before it went in the flush. Okay? And recognize the volume that came when you went through the flush. This is, um, it's, it's high volume, but compare it to what happened when the, the market actually flushed out. And that's what we're looking at. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about how do you, in this 18-month period, how do you make money? Well, you recognize that you're going to have a bear market uh, rally, and that's when you do have the rally. This is when you sell. Uh, this is when you buy. And again, count them. There's one two, three, bear market rallies. Then you actually had a fourth here, and then it finally went down and then started its climb. That's the uh, subprime crisis. Now let's look at the dot-com bubble. This is the dot-com bubble, much more severe than the subprime crisis. As you can see, its overall drop amounted to about 83%. And, but also recognize in there, as the, as the market is going down, there were bear market rallies. There were times when it dropped here um, by, if you take the, the interday, it dropped by 57% and then came and rallied a 38%. Then it dropped another uh, 66% and had a short rally of about uh, 33%. And then it dropped again, another 45%, and then had another rally of about 34% before it went to its final bottom 
of another 53% drop. So if we know this is going to happen, and if we factor in the events that are coming in the future that could make a rally or make another drop, we can make money in these drops and rallies. So let's look at our current market. Okay, this is our current market. And as you can see uh, on the QQQs, what I have done is I've done several things. Here, this is the bottom of the, the uh, pandemic, and this is the peak. I then do what is called a Fibonacci retracement, and I put in a 50% retracement and a 78% retracement. As you can see, the um, the QQQs have already covered a 50% retracement. That would be right here, and they have gone below that. But I also want you to recognize that there are some support levels. One of the support levels I would look at for this is the the pre-pandemic level. That would bring this part, this is the QQQs, it's currently trading at $282. Um, its 50% its retracement was at 286 its 75% is at about uh, 217 but it has a support level at the pre-pandemic. So that's one of the levels I'm watching. It's at 236, currently at 282. So you've got something less, a little less than 50 points more potential drop. And I think that is probably what is going to happen. I think that's where we'll get. But in the meantime, there are bear market rallies. Here we see the market dropped. And it dropped down from its high in November to this on March 14th, the week of March 14th, 2022. It was down 28, but then it rallied some 17% um, between then and, and March 21st. Then it dropped again, and it dropped this time from its March 21st to uh, May 16th, it dropped another 32%. What I think is now going to happen is we're going to see a rally, and it will happen, I believe, before the 27th of July when the FANG stocks report their earnings, and they're going to have some dismal earnings. But I think you're going to see a rally from where it's at right now uh, to somewhere in this area, a retracement that you might get a 16% bump before the end of March. Can you trade into that? Well, what I would tell you to do is basically sit on your hands till you get that 16% increase to where this QQQ goes up from 282 to 325, and that's where you sell. That's where you sell because Again, I believe between now and March of 2023, this thing's going to come down to either um, somewhere around 239 to its full retracement on the Fibonacci of um, 217. That's what I think is going to happen. But more importantly, that's how you trade a bear market rally. 
as I said, the past history tells us there will be three to five of them. I think we've had one there. I'll count that as number two. I'm going to count one here before the end of uh, April or before the end of July. That'll be number four. And then we're going to have a crash. And then that's again where you're going to buy. At least that's where I'm going to buy. So with that knowledge, what do you do? Well, if, if you're a swing trader and you're active in the market every day, you're, you're watching it, well, then you can say, okay, I see that this looks like a bear market rally. And then you, you need to say to yourself, where would I be happy getting out? Okay, do I need a 12% gain? Do I need a 17? Do I need a 5% gain? Make a plan and say, okay, based upon what I know, and, and, and let's just talk about what we know. We know that they're going to have earnings reports around the end of July. This is, this is going to be your big fang companies. And they're going to probably create a, a, another down surge because I don't think that Amazon and Google and Facebook and Microsoft are going to come up with the numbers that can substantiate any forward movement. Then you've got the the interim election uh, and and there's probably going to be a change of power as a result of that. It would be my guess at this time putting those two things together and putting putting them behind us we'll see a rally after the midterm election as people say there's there's a change in power and as there's a change in power it's probably going to go to the republicans and there's going to be some good feelings that maybe big business can benefit from that that would give me indication that sometime uh, in late November through the end of January or end of December, we'll have a Christmas bear market rally. And then after the first of the year, we'll, we'll go back down further. How far down do I think we're going to go? Well, let me speak to the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. That's what most people look at. Currently, uh, the S&P 500 is at 3,763. Um, and I think a bear market rally could take it to 38.95 or all the way to 41.73. Write those numbers down. And if that makes you feel good, if you see it happening, you determine where you're getting out. Don't let the market determine where you're going to get out. You determine. After that, I believe we're going to look for a bottom in the S&P 500 of 33.80, okay? And I'm saying that's going to happen sometime after the first of the year, probably in March, uh, the end of the first quarter. Okay, the NASDAQ currently at 11,100. I think this rally could take it up to 12,300. Um, or all the way to 12,850. Again, you decide where you would be happy because ultimately I believe, and that's all this is, this is my belief, that it's going down. 
and it will ultimately go down to 9,850. And that's where it will be its bottom. As you're watching this, watch the volume. Watch the volume, use your trading views charts and watch the volume and watch, is it green or is it red? And if it's heavy red volume, that's telling you it's the volume is up because of sales and we're looking for the flush. When the flush occurs, when we have gotten all the amateurs out, all the sissies, all the people who, who say, I can't stand this anymore. I'm pulling my hair out. When they're gone, we can get back to a market that will grow. And then what do you look for then? Well, all through this, you should be, if you're not actively swing trading it, you should be dollar cost averaging. As these good companies that you believe in, the niche that you have chosen to specialize in, the niche that you read about every day, it, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's genome sequencing, whether it's electric vehicles, or whatever it is, you should know more about it than anybody else you know. You should be able to go to a cocktail party or a coffee in the morning and start talking about it and watch these people fall asleep because you know so much more and they don't have an interest because 99% of the people in the world don't have an interest in this. They don't take it, they don't take an active part in improving their wealth. The next thing you need to do is understand where you own your assets. Are they in qualified accounts, meaning IRAs, 401ks? And, and in that, understand the difference between a Roth IRA and a normal IRA? Or are they in non-qualified accounts, brokerage accounts, where you have to consider the tax consequences? And then from beyond there, read books, become a specialist, and then invest in your specialty. If you'll do those things, and I would suggest in the specialties, read about artificial intelligence, go buy a book, or, 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 or go to Amazon and get Audible, and when you're out walking, listen to learn what artificial intelligence is. In the description, I have a list of the books that I read that I believe are the best. Take a look at that. And then find your specialty. I like genome sequencing. I know more about genome sequencing and genome editing than my doctor because I read about it and I, and I study it. I know more about the broken supply chain. I know more about how data is being used. I, I'm, I'm uh, amused by some of the, the responses I got to my, my video where I said that we should be paid for our data. And, and the, the comments came back, well, Carrie, when are you going to um, share in your revenues from your YouTube channel? Well, David... I'm sorry, but I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live. I don't know how old you are. I don't know how many children you have. I don't know how many grandchildren you have. I don't know what you do for a living. I don't know where you went yesterday. That's your data. If you would give that to me, I would be willing to pay you because then I can target advertising to you and I can make as much money as Mark Zuckerberg. 
or Sergey Bream. Or wait, David, why don't you buy a my Tesla, my version of a Tesla, and allow me to see everywhere you go and track your your travels, and so I can sell that data to uh, some other car company. I'd be happy to pay you for your data, but right now, all I'm getting is nasty comments from you, okay? I hope you understand this. Data is gold. Your comments aren't gold. In fact, you know what they are. All right, I'll talk to you all tomorrow.